My name is Tommaso, your first year student host for the My First Year Story podcast. Here, I'll be sitting down with people who have the answers to your college questions and who can help me survive my first year as a University of Connecticut student by telling their own first year stories during our conversations. I am so excited to welcome our guest for today, Allison Dennerman. Hey. Allison is not only a first year student, uh, but she is a UConn Honors Engineering student and a vlogger, author of the novel Go on the Lamb, and has lots of thoughts about fan fiction, poetry, and more. Upon coming to UConn, she started documenting her first year journey on her own YouTube channel. Allison, thanks for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah, introduce yourself. Give me your name, pronouns, hometown major, and then if someone would like to play you, oh, sorry, if someone were to play you in a movie, who would you cast? Such a good question. Okay, um, so I'm Allison Detterman. I'm she, her, hers, and yeah. <laughs> um, I'm from North Andover. When people ask me like where I'm from, I say I'm from Boston, but I kind of feel like a liar when I do that because no. I'm actually from like a terrible, not a terrible suburb, but like a rural suburb. Yeah, don't go like. trapping your hometown. <laughs> yeah, so a pretty rural suburb, um, about 45 minutes north of Boston. Cool. Yeah. And then, so if someone were to play you in a movie, who would you pick? That's a great question. Like. Ideally, Jennifer Lawrence. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You feel like she'd give you a good coming of age story. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I also want to look like Jennifer Lawrence. I know, she's sense. the best. I love Jennifer <laughs> Lawrence. She's just, she can't be beat. She's a great exactly, actress. Exactly, exactly. Okay, what about not ideally, though? So if you had to go with your, like, third pick. Ooh, okay. So, like, if Jennifer Lawrence was, like, if not Jennifer available. Jennifer Lawrence is booked and you <laughs> She's like, mm, I don't know. That seems kind of small budget. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> seems unrealistic, but okay. If I had to make a second Right, pick, if you had to. Um, I feel like we could get John Mulaney in a wig. Okay. I, he's hosting <laughs> SNL this Saturday. I love John Mulaney. Yeah, oh my he's God. great. He's a hero. He's so much fun. But uh, enough about John Mulaney. Let's okay. talk about uh, lovely, intelligent Allison <laughs> Detterman. So I have some just some questions, and we'll just go through them all. So yeah. Um, so speaking of film and entertainment, you have your own YouTube channel. I so do. what made you start your YouTube channel during this pandemic and your first year at UConn? Sure. Yeah. So I have always wanted to start a YouTube channel. Actually, I ran a YouTube channel doing biology tutorials my sophomore, junior year of high school, and they were pretty terrible. But over the pandemic, I was with the board and I was like, what can I do to get myself out of this creative slump that I kind of felt like I was in? Mm -hmm. And I made a video talking about my opinions on fan fiction. And then after that, I had such a blast doing it. I kept doing it. Yeah, that's so great. Like. For my senior year, we ended up, our, we have internships at the end of the year, and that got mm -hmm. canceled. So me and my friends had a YouTube channel, and each one of us would post on a day. I love um, it. And it's it's good. It's definitely good for the creativity outlet. Mm -hmm. Like, it definitely satisfies that need, especially if you're not working on anything else. Absolutely. Especially saying, oh, I'm going to post once a week. Mm -hmm. Kind of gives your brain a deadline. Like, okay, I got to start thinking of right. creative topics. Right, and was it, was it giving and... you good, like... um ways to like get out of bed in the morning yes, especially super during motivating. the pandemic it was super motivating to say okay well i'm going to share something today right and now that you're here at yukon how have you found like content being different like do you like doing more of like that daily vlogs or do you like more where you sit down and talk to the camera and share your opinions i like sitting down and talking to the camera and sharing my opinions and i was actually making vlogs for my mom my mom and nice. um I have been making vlogs about family trips and stuff that I've been doing and just sharing it with the family forever on my YouTube channel, just right. unlisted. And my mom 
shared the link to her Facebook page. And I was like, then it's not unlisted. <laughs> so she's like, just make it public. And I did. Yeah, and, and they, do, like, they do pretty well. Like, surprised, I, I was just watching yeah. one on their day. It was like 1.5K views, 2K yeah, views. Yeah, yeah. My first, my first vlog has like almost 3,000 views. I was blown away. Right. Like I've never done anything that's gotten that much and attention that must, before. that must mean like you're doing something right then. Like, I hope so. Like hopefully that tells you like, oh, maybe I should keep doing this. I think my audience is mostly moms who are concerned. <laughs> mostly moms who have kids who go to Yukon are like, is the pandemic really that Yeah, exactly, bad? exactly. My mom was telling me she's in the Yukon parents group and they were mm -hmm. like freaking out. Oh, my mom is too. <laughs> she calls me all the time. She's like, you know, people in the Yukon mom group were saying. Yeah, you're like, that's just like not the vibe on campus, mom. <laughs> yeah. But I have these vlogs to show you what the exactly, vibe is. Exactly. Exactly. So in those YouTube videos about Yukon, you narrate about your experience. Mm -hmm. um, what kind of voice do you like to write in when you narrate? Like, are you into tossing in those jokes? Or are you more of like straight to the point? Like, let's talk about the facts. So when I'm filming a normal YouTube video, so not a vlog, I just kind of script it pretty like about I, what keep happens. It, I keep it yeah. super scripted and I just talk right to the camera. But when I was making the vlogs, my original audience was my family. So I would I would say a little more tongue-in-cheek stuff yeah, I, like I would joke around, around a little more and so when that went unlisted um people seemed to like that kind of voice so that's what i kept even Good. when i let them be public yeah. yeah do you have um do you have any siblings and stuff like speaking of family i do i have a younger brother he's 16 years old he's oh. awesome <laughs> my sibling's also a junior oh that's so cool yeah she's she's the smart sibling though like she has <laughs> my brother too <laughs> she has i mean well at least you're like a you're like an honor student like i'm over here like and she's like she's like so smart she knows she knows what she's doing Doing. so yeah. Yeah. I mean I feel like as the older siblings we don't need to worry about them as much <laughs> yeah, they, exactly. they got it covered mm -hmm. but and so you weren't always just a youtuber which is cool you also wrote a book about go on yes. the lamb do you want to like talk about that and just like give me a little summary and like how that whole process was sure sure so I absolutely love to write even though I'm an engineering student here at UConn I actually am taking um, a creative writing course this semester I'm taking a junior level creative writing course and I just love to talk about writing and I love to write and I've been writing novels pretty much since I was like 13 14 years old wow. and then over the over the break, the COVID break, I finally had enough time to sit down and format it and submit it for publication and all that kind of cool. stuff. So like, how was that submitting to, to publishers and stuff? Like, were yeah. they like, oh, you're a kid. Like, <laughs> why are you even talking to us? Like, did you have like a literary agent? Like, what was no, that like? No, no. So I did it myself. Mm -hmm. So I took, YouTube has everything. Right. But yeah, <laughs> I, I just watched how to do it on YouTube and you can submit without an agent straight to Amazon. So my book's available on Amazon cool. and they do a pretty baseline review process. I think it took 72 hours for them to look at my book and approve it. And after that, I just went on ebook and paperback versions. Yeah, that's so cool. My friend, she had done like a book talk when we were really little and mm -hmm. she had like written a book in fifth grade and she that's had so cool. published it through like this marketplace type thing mm -hmm. so if you if you well she did it during do you know what NaNoWriMo is by yes name? yeah so she did it through NaNoWriMo and then it's like if you reach your goal by the end of it you can turn your book into a book right right which is cool that's so awesome. you were saying you wrote novels at 13 and 14 so how many more books do you have in oh the they were terrible <laughs> <laughs> I'm using the term novel really, really loosely, loosely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but that's really cool and so and what is Go on the Lamb about like Sure. So Goat on the Lamb is about a middle school girl from rural Oklahoma who lives on a goat farm. Mm -hmm. And her mother is very sick. And her older brother stayed home from college to help out with the house. 
and his girlfriend comes in and tries to help them work things out and her suggestion is to sell the goats and the main character is not into that and so she decides to take her favorite goat and her best friend and walk 56 miles across rural Oklahoma to deliver the goat to a sanctuary. And I mean, you're not from rural Oklahoma. But I'm not. We're talking no. about how you grew up in, you grew up in rural suburbs. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. was it like where you were like writing from the heart or was there like a lot of research that you had to go into this? But For sure, yeah. Um, people always say to write what you know, right? right? And I think that's great advice. But I also think that you write what you know from an emotional standpoint. So a lot of the emotions that Sawyer goes through, um, a lot of the anger she feels is kind of what I was feeling um, during COVID and when I was in elementary school fighting with other girls <laughs> and that kind of thing. But um, I didn't write what I know in terms of setting because I think that's a Google search away. So right. I did do a lot of research on Oklahoma crops and that right. kind of stuff and <laughs> weather and, and you know the counties but uh yeah that's really cool and so you have like a lot of success already um what is your biggest fear when it comes to like success and notoriety I know that's like a really big question <laughs> wow that's existential right okay. I know we go from like oh what's Oklahoma like to like oh what are your biggest fears in success yeah yeah um I definitely spend a lot of time thinking about how I define success right and so I this is embarrassing, but I really love external validation. Oh. So when a YouTube video is doing well or when someone posts on Facebook that they read my book or, you know, when someone messages me, I liked your book, right? That makes me feel awesome. That makes me feel successful. And I think a lot of times I can get caught up in that trap of, oh, I am successful because other people like what I'm creating. Right. And I think, um, you know, as I get older, I, I have been really trying to slow down and say, okay, well, I'm also successful because I do things that I enjoy and I produce content that I like to make. Right. And so I think one of my biggest fears is that I'm, I'll get lost in the external validation and kind of stop doing the introspection, what makes me happy, what makes me feel good. Yeah, especially like the creatives and being young mm -hmm. and being in the social media age, mm -hmm. it's so easy to be like, oh, this has so many likes, but we've just equivalented. A That's not a word. <laughs> That's okay. I know what you mean. We I know what you mean. We <laughs> equated the like button to, oh, somebody likes this versus yes. it's just a button on a screen. Yes. And so, I mean, that takes a good level of self-awareness to have about yourself. But I agree. I yeah. think that success shouldn't be defined by other people, even though it's so easy for it to be. It's so easy for it to be. I remember I got my first dislike on a video. Because <laughs> like, my videos are are just really for my family. I don't, right. I don't get that it's many views just you on my YouTube. Like... Yeah, exactly. And so I remember like a week ago, I got my first dislike. I called my mom. And I was like, Mom, <laughs> like, can you believe this? this? Somebody disliked my video. She was like, it was your brother. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. He, he made a mistake. He's changing it. He's fixing it right now. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and you, so you talked about your out-of-state student. Mm -hmm. You, your first year at UConn. So as an out-of-state student, what made you choose UConn versus other colleges? Like what, what made you pick coming to Connecticut? Yeah, I think people are surprised when I say I'm an engineer because I love to do things that people don't typically associate things. with engineers, yeah. right? Like I like to write, I like to film. And so... Um, one of, but I do love engineering. Right. Yeah, engineering is definitely a passion of mine. And so I wanted to come to UConn because they had an accredited program for bioengineering, which UMass, which is my 
would be my state, state school, school right yeah. um does not and i actually toured and i loved it this was the first college i ever toured so yeah. i'm super happy i'm here yeah uconn is really great i remember being sold on it my friend who's a sophomore who goes here and i think i've talked to every person who i've talked to here you can i've told the story but she was like you can make a big school feel small but you mm-hmm. can't make a small school feel big and i don't yes, know if you yes. felt that here especially in your honors dorm and stuff like and being in different communities like that but it's so true because you definitely have your smaller group of circle, your smaller circle of friends, but you still see people. Oh, I know that person on the quad. I, mm-hmm. or I see this person in the dining hall all the time. And yeah. so it's that cool, weird balance of that. I always thought I was going to a city school. If you asked me Literally, last year, me too, yeah. I would have been dead 100% set. Oh, I'm going to study in Boston. Oh, I'm going to. And I think the the reevaluating of expectations yeah. and readjusting according to what makes the most sense in the moment is really especially important. covid wise too oh especially covid wise and also if you're going into engineering like when else are you going to live here when are exactly. you going to live in exactly. rural, a rural place exactly. where you're going to be able to go horseback riding on trails exactly like, you're not yeah. able to do that in boston right right um, no, i'm happy i'm here but what past experiences in your life have influenced and inspired you as you enter college like you seem to have so mu- you had so much going on before school and now you have even more going on while you're at school so like how did that path lead you here or did it not was this just like a <laughs> it happened to be fate that you end up here um my, both my parents, I really respect them. I think they're awesome. And they both went to state schools. Yeah, and shout out mom and dad. Shout out to mom and dad. Yeah, mom and dad are the best. They both went to UMass and they are some of the most hardworking, intelligent people that I've ever met. And so um, I was not interested in the name of a school um, for the sake of having the name, especially right. as an engineer, I think um, the employability is measured by what skills you have and how hard you work. And so it was never to me about the name of, of the school. And so I think just because my parents are humble, they kind of helped me evaluate my options from a more objective standpoint versus, oh, what's going to look better to my friends? And right. I think that's good advice for everybody. Oh, to it's take. such yeah. good advice. Like, I don't know. There's so many people who who tend to dis or bash their state schools yeah, because yeah. you come from you're come from your state a lot of people when they go to college want to get out of their state exactly yeah but they could have like the best institution right yeah. right in their own backyard yeah. people don't realize it both my parents grew up in massachusetts and both of them loved going to the massachusetts state school so right. yeah. yeah yeah and i mean and now you're in connecticut so now you you're you're a fellow connecticut <laughs> yes <laughs> um but i've I mean, and UConn has just so much to offer, whether mm-hmm. it's like going to the sunsets on Horse Barn Hill mm-hmm. or all the trails around campus or... I was surprised. I was, I don't want to say that I was nervous, but I was definitely wondering, oh, is there going to be enough to do here to keep me interested? Right. Because it is so, so rural. And I found that people do a great job putting on events yeah. and, and, you know... And we have nothing to compare it to because we're both first Yeah, years. exactly. So you can only imagine what it's like when there's 24,000 kids on campus right, versus right. less than 5,000. Yeah, I can't wait. I really can't yeah. wait. <laughs> Once everything's back in the swing of things. Mm-hmm. So for this next little segment, um, in this, I'm just going to ask you these questions and then in a few sentences just like summarize. Sure, sounds good. Um, so who is one person you have connected with this semester that you would like to give a little shout out to? <gasps> this semester? Yeah, this semester. Oh, okay. The girls on my floor have been so, so welcoming and I have been... I was really nervous coming here. Oh, am I going to make friends? Because I don't know anybody. This is out of state for me. And they 
welcomed me with open arms and they have been so lovely to me. So yeah, shout what, out to them. What's it been like living in honor, an honors room? Because I'm in a learning community, so mm-hmm. I know what it's sort of like to be living on the same floor with people who have like similar interests as you, but in the honors room, what's that like? It's awesome. It's awesome. I love meeting people from all sorts of different disciplines and all yeah. sorts of different um, levels. So mine's not just an honors floor. There are kids there who are in honors. There's kids there who aren't in honors. Gotcha. Um, there's a history major. There's an engineering major. Right. It's it's a great mixing. Mix. Yeah, it's mixing. Melting <laughs> yeah, melting pot. That's the word. I was going to say yeah. mixing pot. I'm like, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> and it's probably so nice for you because you have such a duality. You do the science and math as well as the creative side. So you must be able to talk to anybody. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I am a little introverted, but yes, but yes, I try my best. Um, okay, so next question is, what were you, uh, what were your expectations like for your first year of college, and how has that been different or similar? Yeah, um, my expectations have been so wildly different as the year progressed because I remember in the summer I was still thinking, you know, everyone's going to be there, all the regulations are going to be lifted, and then kind of as it got closer Freaked and closer up. to the time, I was like, oh my god, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's still going to be locked down. And so I kind of, I don't want to say I was pessimistic, but I definitely, my expectations were a lot lower. Yeah. And then, you know, they told me, oh, you're not going to be able to come to campus. Oh, you are going to be able to come to campus. Oh, you're not. And so then I got here and I was like, oh, hallelujah, I'm on campus. So it was just such a change in expectations but I'm having fun now, yeah. I remember being here in the first couple of weeks and being like, can't really, there's nothing really I can look forward to because like, mm-hmm. who knows, we could be sent home Exactly, tomorrow. I really didn't think we were making it to October. But look where we are now, <laughs> yeah. it's almost Halloween, we've made it. <laughs> my grandmother was like, she also lives in my town, she was like, oh, you know, when am I gonna see you next? I'm like, I'll be back in two weeks. Yeah, don't worry, <laughs> Easy. Grandma. I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I mean, it hasn't even been a bad thing that my expect or your expectations mm-hmm. have changed mm-hmm. because it seems like you're having such yeah, a great time. Yeah. It's they hard definitely not have to be. change for the better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then so um what has been what has been difficult for you this semester? It's like where has there been a spot in the semester where you were like, oh, this is not how I planned mm-hmm, it to go. Mm-hmm. Um definitely once I kind of got past those first two weeks, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is gonna be the best of my life now. This is gonna be amazing. And it it wasn't because, right. you know, you have to warm up to it. But I guess I had built such a an expectation in my mind that, oh, once those two weeks of quarantine are over, I'm going to be partying every night. I'm going to be right. doing everything. And I think because I have all online classes, um, I felt a little isolated in my mm-hmm. dorm and a little, a little worried that I was never going to make friends and I was never going to, you know, have those connections with people that everyone else seemed to be having. But I think it's important to kind of – Take it at your own pace and okay, well, yeah. maybe not today, but tomorrow and And just take it. Take it one day at a time. I definitely exactly. have I have that same fear. I was talking to my friends yesterday. I was like I was like nervous the first couple of weeks because everyone talks about like their college friends mm-hmm, and like, oh, mm-hmm. like you go back with your college friends and stuff. I was like, what if I don't make I know, I know, especially because we don't have roommates. Right. So I was so you never like you oh, don't have a built in friend. Your dorm, my first year roommate, which mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I've I personally like not having a roommate. Oh, I, I'm uh, too messy for. A I, roommate. I'm like, this is my space. Um, yeah. When I when I had I actually had Corona a couple of weeks back, oh. and when I was in Mansfield, I had to share a room with a roommate. And it wasn't bad, like it was totally fine. But once I got back to my dorm, I was like, nobody's here. Like, so you're immune now, though. For a couple of months, hopefully. Oh. Knock on wood. I don't okay. know. I don't know what the rules. I mean, I don't know the exact the exact rules, but. I think I'm immune. Like I'm pretty sure. Awesome. That's good. Um, which has which has like eased my comfort of my family at for home sure, when for I come sure. back and they're like, go get an antibody test and then we'll probably be yeah, all yeah, set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which has been good. Um 
But that's like, I'm glad to hear that mm-hmm. as another freshman. And I mean, everybody talks about that after their right. first year. You're like, you're probably not going to be as happy as you thought you were going to be. Right. Or things aren't probably going to work out. And it's like, things only don't work out if you're stuck in your own ways. Yeah, if you're yeah. stuck in your own expectations. If you are free and if you roll, go with the flow and roll with the punches. Exactly. Then you can really not be sad because you have. Exactly. Your expectations exactly. have changed. For sure. I, I totally agree Which with that. Which has been good. Um, the next questions are kind of like just signature signature questions we're okay. going to ask all the guests. Okay. So this one's pretty big, but what legacy do you want to leave behind at UConn? I know oh, you God. just got here, <laughs> and I mean, this is probably bound to change, but like, how do you want to leave your mark here? Is it, What's that? Mm-hmm. That's an excellent question, <laughs> and I'm afraid I'm going to butcher it because... <laughs> Don't be afraid. Okay, but I would say that typically there's this idea that you are one thing right oh you are a math person oh you are a science person oh you're a drama person right right? and i think that it's awesome to have those identities and to find a group of people with some common value that you can really connect with but i also think that it's important to understand that people are multifaceted and to allow yourself to explore different areas of your personality without oh that doesn't fit what I'm supposed to be, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of people say, oh, you know, engineers are supposed to be nose to the grindstone. Right. I keep using expressions that I don't know what they mean. Nose to the grindstone. Nose to the grindstone, right. And I think um, if I could choose to leave a legacy, it would be explore all different kinds of interests and explore all different things that you like to do because there's no there's no one track. Right, because when something is one thing, it's it's like boring. Like, exactly, exactly. Like, so take like, your time and, and then be more than one thing. Like, be more than one thing. Exactly. Like Arnold exactly. Palmer. <laughs> Arnold Palmer is okay. two things. Exactly. No, we're making metaphors here. Okay. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. It's just better than just lemonade or iced tea, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> I don't know about. I actually else. agree. Okay. <laughs> Controversial, but. Controversial, but brave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, and then, so we're all first to something mm-hmm. in life. Whether you're the first person in your family to go to college or something else, what do you feel like you're the first at? And how has that impacted your life experience? Like, what were you the first to do, do you think? Ooh. <laughs> like, it doesn't have to be in, like, the whole world or something, but what were you first to do on, like, a Oh, smaller, in my immediate... On, like, a smaller <laughs> scale... Um, and you were like, yeah, that's me. Like, write a book. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm the first in my family to write a book, I think. Um, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I don't know anyone right. in my family. You're not trying to come for anyone's great <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No. Um, yeah, yeah. I think definitely a lot of people in my family do their own thing and mm-hmm. they're really good at it like I know my mom works in early intervention and she's wonderful at it and my father's a computer programmer and he's wonderful at it and I think I was the first person to kind of say I want to have an audience I want to, yeah. to put myself on the internet and I want to put myself out there and you know certainly my my family's I'm not calling them cowards or anything but like, <laughs> like they're pathetic yeah but like I wanted, when I was eight years old, I put like a video on YouTube for the first time. Yeah. I made little like puppets and I had them run around in stop motion. And I think I've always kind of wanted to 
put content into the world for other people mm-hmm. to enjoy. To be a maker and mm-hmm. stuff and mm-hmm. have, and I mean, with the audience too, there's such instant gratification that it's like, <laughs> it's scary. You're on to me, you're on to it's me. It's <laughs> scary, but it's also like so good. Like, mm-hmm. especially if you feel lacking, if you feel that gratification lacking in one part of your life or another, or even from yourself, like that can, it only can bring like good feelings, which I definitely think is like why people choose to do creative things. As much as they love it, they love the, they love the success for it as well, which is, it always will always come. I think if you are open and your mind is open to it. Yeah. Yeah. If you do what you love and you're consistent at it. And (laughs) (laughs) as many times as we've heard that probably from teachers and adults. (laughs) Um, So even though you're a first year student, we've only been here, what, like nine weeks. What is your advice you can give to our other students here at UConn? <laughs> oh, I'm or other, other, other college students? <laughs> sure, okay. I'm wicked unqualified to give advice because <laughs> I am figuring it out for myself for the first time. Right. But if I could give advice, I think it would be let your original expectations fall away yeah. as you kind of figure out what this year is actually going to be. And you can find great stuff to love and to do even when you're maybe not doing exactly what you expected to be doing right if that makes sense yeah no like, that is good advice <laughs> you, you that you passed that yeehaw like, baby <laughs> yeehaw baby is right can we get a yeehaw baby in the back <laughs> the studio audience says yeehaw baby <laughs> oh, I, heard, I heard that <laughs> the one person in the studio audience right um and so now i mean i feel like our conversation is coming to a close mm-hmm. but where can our listeners our listeners <laughs> don't you like the sound of that i love the sound of that i feel <laughs> like a celebrity <laughs> where can our listeners find you and stuff mm-hmm. if they want to know more about go on a lamb or you yourself i'm on instagram at allison detterman i'm on facebook at allison detterman i have a website allisondetterman.com and i am on amazon at you can search Good on the Lamb. You can search Allison Detterman. And if you want my videos, it's just Allison Detterman on YouTube. So yeah. it's pre- pretty simple. Yeah, just Allison, Allison Detterman, Detterman everywhere. Pretty much everywhere. <laughs> everywhere, yep. I mean, first stop, Amazon. Next stop, exactly. the world. Right? <laughs> so now is the time where we turn the conversation around and you get to ask me a question. Ooh. So if you have, if as we've been talking, like what's, what's a burning question you have for Okay. Me? I know that. When we weren't recording, you mentioned that you were a studio art major. Yes, I am. And I know that you're taking all online classes. Yeah. And so I guess I was wondering how you keep such a positive attitude, even when a lot of your major, I feel like, is designed to be in person. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely been, it's definitely been a struggle, Mm -hmm. Uh, but not like a painful struggle. Like my, I have friends who are, my friend is a nursing major and she's like Mm -hmm. working so hard and like, I just have to draw boxes. But. I mean, and everyone can complain of their own, their own right, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Their, and everyone's problems are their own problems. But um, it's really hard, especially I find it super helpful being in the studio, working mm-hmm. next to people because I'm myself in like a competitive person, mm-hmm. and it's not like I want to. I'm trying to be better than the people next to me, but it's like, oh, they're really successful at this drawing. Like, how can I mm-hmm. watch them and be more successful? And my own drawing and so being in my room by myself i haven't had that motivation where i've been working with you and seeing seeing their work and seeing their progress and seeing my progress so it's been it's been rough but um i definitely have learned a lot this semester i'm in this um criticism art criticism class where we just talk about art and i've never really done that before so it's been really cool um and i'm like i'm excited for what next semester is gonna of course right of course as much as you can be um but 
that's how I've been feeling about my art classes. Yeah. <laughs> um, like the other day, we had to, I had to buy like 25 pounds of clay oh, and God. do like installation. <laughs> you had to buy it yourself? Yeah. I mean, I don't. I only had one textbook, so we had, you had to like install it somewhere outside. Mm-hmm. So I was like 25 pounds of clay, 40 bucks. Let's smack it on a wall and call it a day. Oh, that's so cool. Um, but I'm sure in person, it's just a whole different story. Mm-hmm. Right. So to in person, like hopefully in person. That's, in person that's yes. what you that's what I'm thinking <laughs> I mean I think like one of the biggest words in everyone's vocabulary is like I hope so yeah yeah like, I know oh, I hope yeah. so I hope this will happen I hope this will happen yeah. and I think that's really where we can be I agree but thank you so much for coming thank you for having on. me I, feel I awesome hope doing this. I hope that <laughs> this was a great experience for you because it was a great experience oh my god it totally me. was you made me want to start a podcast. Um, I know. Or maybe that's next for Allison Detterman. <laughs> we can hear you next. That's yeah, where we'll maybe. find you. Yeah, you'll have to be the first guest on mine. Oh, of course. You know you got to exchange You can teach favors. me. Yeah. <laughs> exchange the favors. Exactly, exactly. Uh, it's all about connections and show business, right? Is this show business? I feel like this is show <laughs> Can I feel we like call this show, show business? business? I spent all morning watching like, like, uh, well, you, Jimmy Fallon. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and I was like, like, this is going to be exactly like Yeah, Jimmy you're like, you're going to some research. You're like, we're going to play yeah. some games yeah. and stuff. But yeah, uh, I hope I I hope I was the Jimmy Fallon of you your were, dreams. You were, you were the Jimmy Fallon of you. my dreams. You um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome. Thank you so much, and thank you, listeners. Thank you, always, listeners. I hope there's a lot of you. Yeah, I hope so too. Um, but yeah, peace out, peace out, Huskies. Peace out, Huskies. <laughs>The My First Year Story podcast is a production of the University of Connecticut's undergraduate student body in collaboration with the Office of First Year Programs, Learning Communities, the Academic Achievement Center, and the Learning Community Innovation Zone. Our co-producers are Casey Jaycox and Hannah Peterson. Our staff advisors are Cody Ryan and Helena DeBald. For more information on our podcast, to meet our entire staff, and to listen to more episodes, visit fyp.uconn.edu backslash mfys. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at UConnFYP to be even more connected to UConn's first year experience narrative.